Welcome to Icky Ichabod's Weird Welcome Welcome to Icky Ichabod's Weird Cinema live from Grand Forks Best Source. Weird, 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 weird. Tonight we are doing a movie by Darren Aronofsky called Pi. Um Pi is basically about a mathematician who's trying to find uh um order in everything, but with order comes chaos. When he finds the true name of God from a Kabbalistic sect of Judaism and finds a pattern within the stock market that could cause the stock market, stock market to crash. This Maximilian Cohen, really a number guy, he can do almost any equation in his head, but how much, would he, how much of his sanity is he willing to use? So... and. I saw this movie a long time ago, and yeah, I believe the whole thing is in black and white. It is. And just so people know, it's pi, just pi, you know, like the... the mathematical yep, equation. Yep, 0. 0.3142. 3.141596, I believe. Yep, and then so on for like eternity or something. Yeah, yeah. I think they actually have like 36 trillion digits right now in pi. Oh, wow. It's probably someone's job to keep adding on numbers to it over time, because yeah, it is endless... It is endless. It's 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 infinite. It never ends. It's kind of cool because there's um he 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 finds this two hundred and sixteen digit number, and this number. Well, his 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 uh protege or his teacher says you'll see this number everywhere if you, if you look for it. Like, how many steps to your front door? Or how many steps to the store? Or things like that. But this number predicts the stock market is going to crash, this number that he finds, but it's also the name of God in a Kabbalistic sect of Judaism, which um, Maxwell Cohen, who is our you know, main person in this movie, is a non-practicing Jew, but he starts hanging out with these Hasidic Jewish people. And they start talking about the Kabbalah and things like the Fibonacci sequence and the golden ratio and the golden rectangle in that. So Yeah, that's... Uh... The one thing I vaguely remember about this is that they somehow, I think they had something to say, like the, his mathematical equation could be equivalent to like the voice of God. Yeah. Yeah. You know, and they, they, uh, the Kabbalistic Jews say to him, you know, you are just a vessel that God has chosen to, to send us this information so in in some way, like if he cracks this code, he can literally just know everything that's going to happen before it happens. Yes, yes, because they they predict the stock market is going to crash, and he, um, with like his numbers that he got from the printout from his computer, it basically stated that uh, you know every 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 prediction was right that that came out, and it stated the stock market was going to crash. Mm-hmm. Yeah, but beyond the stock market, wasn't it? I mean, you could even, you know, if you saw, you could predict, like, where a bird is going to land. Yeah, yeah, you know. basically, yeah. Yeah, it was it was interesting, but 
I don't know. I don't, I don't remember being a huge fan of the movie. I thought well, it's kind of cool because when he prints off this number, he's like circling little numbers, like every other number he's like circling or every three or four numbers. And it spells out 3.141596, I believe. Okay. Yeah. And it's like the whole, just trying to crack the code is just driving him more and more just bonkers as the movie goes on because he's like popping pills and he's like freaking himself with like steroids freaking out at people passing by at him in the hallways or in the restaurant. Don't bother me. Leave me alone. And So you, you've seen this one? Yeah, I, I watched it just kind of in bits and pieces over the weekend. Yeah, I, okay. I finished it yesterday. Yep. Wow. Yeah, it it uh, it was uh, very... It's, it's interesting you brought up how it was Darren Aronofsky. Uh, Aronofsky. I, I, I'm a big fan of some of his other films, but this like is... Noah? Uh, Noah's good. Uh, the Wrestler, I'm a huge fan of. Requiem for a Dream. He's done some other equally uh, just like very... You were saying before the show, art, artistical movies where you just really got to put on your thinking hat throughout it. Like uh, like Mother, that is a very trippy... That'd be a good candidate for a, for a weird cinema, but like weird cinema to the extreme, that that movie, Mother, and uh, Requiem for a Dream also. That know. movie is a trip. And I noticed, I was kind of looking up some of the other actors in this movie are also in Requiem for a Dream also. Who played who played the, uh, the Hasidic Jew? Um... I only got three of the actors on here. The main one, uh, the the two that are also in Requiem for a Dream, the the lead Sean Gillette and uh, Mark Margulis also is in Requiem for a Dream. Okay, okay, yeah, it's kind of interesting when they're talking about these uh, Hasidic Jews and their you know their use of numbers in the Torah. What Jews? Hasidic. What's that? It's like tradi- real traditional, uh, r- oh. very like traditional, uh, uh, more uh, uh, yeah, just traditional. Very Jewish, traditional. Yeah. They they wear. Um, if you've ever seen those uh, Jewish people who wear the the hat, the black yes. hat, and the black suits, and they have the br- the braids in their hair. Yep. Those are the Hasidics. Okay. It sounds like you're saying Hasidic, but oh, <laughs> that's what I hear. I, I had no idea that this director was the same one that you know, like even the wrestler and all yeah, the like a lot of big critically acclaimed award winning films. And I, I, this is like one of his earlier works. He, he did a few other movies before this. He kind of got to start in the early to mid nineties, but he didn't really go on to get more critical acclaim until like the early part of the the twenty first century here. So yeah, I'm like, oh, this is Aronofsky. Holy yeah, but uh, yeah, he had a very interesting use of uh, camera cuts in here. A lot of like quick cuts, cl- close ups, very uh, just like kind of. And usually I can handle that stuff pretty pretty good, like the close-ups and like more graphic stuff. But the way he did it in here, for some reason, I I kind of had to make sure to be more more ready for it. I don't know if you were like that too. You know, you know something. It's kind of cool when he starts hallucinating and stuff like that. Like he sees the brain in the sink, or he sees that like that dead body, or or even when he's like really paranoid and he's chasing after that that guy who's just doing a picture for a film class because he thinks they're spying on him or something. Yeah, he kind of had a lot of like very intentional camera cutaways on like like the keyboard keys and monitors when he's like trying to cut the code. I did I did like that where it's like trying to get trying to focus on him just just like trying to cram everything all together and just kind of build up to cracking the code. I, I, I like that. Was there a reason behind why it was in black and white? Because it must not. I don't know. I think it was just for the artistic statement. Okay, because, yeah, I mean, it's not like it's a really, really old movie that was in black and white. I mean, it was it could have been in color. Yeah. Well, they had, they had like, computer chips and stuff like that, so it, it's got to be fairly. It came out in, like, ni- ni- the 1990s or something. Nin- like. 98. 98. Yeah. yeah. And it's actually based after a book called The Book of Ants. Oh. Okay. Oh, cool. 
It's called The Book of Ants. It's a, it's a graphic novel. How did you like that uh, chase scene? That was kind of like one of the big buildups there where like people are chasing him down on the streets and uh, trying to... Oh, the Jews are... Yeah. The Jews pull up. And... Mm-hmm. Yep, they're trying to just pick his brain to like, tell him, hey, did you reveal this number or this code to someone else? And uh, it's a pretty extended chase sequence. So well, he hides under a car. Yeah, they make it think he gets away, but it was not to be... So the who's the lead actor in this? Is he in anything else that I would recognize? Uh, yeah, Sean Gillette. He's in uh, what well, Requiem for a Dream and who's, also Traitors. What's he in? Who is he in Requiem for a Dream? I could tell you here in just a moment. Um, this movie, while you're finding that, this movie is four point three out of five stars on Google. You guys agree with bad. that? Uh, I probably wouldn't. I would agree. <laughs> okay. It's one of my favorite films. So yeah, I'm kind of in the middle. Cool. Oh, move your head. Uh, go to my camera really quick. Yeah, so I'm just trying to see if I recognize who that guy is. Is it? He's I thought Jared Leto was the lead in Requiem for a Dream. He shaves his head. Uh, the Max shaves his head in one part of this movie to to like base it, base his head after a phrenology model. And for those people who don't know what phrenology is, it's the studying of the of the skull, it in- indicates intelligence that you're used to back in the ancient days. Oh, wait. No, okay, I remember him now. He was the psychiatrist in Requiem for a Dream. He was the one that was, like, uh, using the guy's girlfriend for, like, sex acts to get money from her. <laughs> oh, wow. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I, I recognize him now. Is she too sexy? <laughs> that was a girl from Labyrinth. I remember her oh. name now. But great. Yeah. But yeah. Okay, cool. Okay, well now I recognize him. So anyway. He didn't have a very big role in that movie. Just a smaller part. I haven't yeah. seen Requiem for a Dream. Is that definitely a lot better you'd say? Oh yeah. Requiem for a Dream is a great movie. Um that t- that talks about some really heavy hitting stuff of like drug addiction, pill addiction, heroin addiction, and just kind of like how people their lives just get completely destroyed by this stuff. It's it's really, really well done. I really liked uh, the mathematical stuff in this movie because it's actually true math, or it's number theory, as he calls it. Mm-hmm. Like pi. Yes. Pie. What does he use pi for in this movie? Is it like part of his formula for his code? I think so. Yeah. yeah. Oh, okay. Or he, or he. I thought he was like trying to break pi, like trying to figure out the. The equation of pi, and by being able to figure out the equation, that would be how you would figure out, like, how to have, like, like I said, that stock market that, side effects and all that. That God, oh, yeah, like, um, pred- prediction because he was it, like, if you are actually be able to break the pi equation, then you could. I don't know. It was something weird like that. Yeah, they were like saying they needed him to get the number from uh, or the formula from him so they can bring on the second coming of the Masonic Age for the Hasidic Jews. Yep. Okay. Yeah, it was pretty. It got pr- pretty intense. <laughs> I bet you there's probably a lot you could really read into this movie if you wanted to really try to digest it. But yeah. I guess mm-hmm. first step would be watching it. Yeah. So if 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 anyone wants to go out there and watch Pie by Darren Aronofsky. And you have a nice night, and it's going to be weird, 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 weird. Oh, what do we got for next week? Next week is Spawn. Yes. Woo. Yeah, I can get behind that.